Welcome back to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams, and my guest is Mark Looning from Springs Church in Chandler. Mark, we're talking about devotions, and you made the statement that you let the Word read you. You're letting the Lord speak to you. Describe how that works out in your life. Uh, there's nothing wrong with studying the Bible so you can gain knowledge and insight. It's very helpful. It's very helpful and wisdom. Very good. But I would, I would challenge us that the devotional, letting the Bible study us, letting God and his word through the spirit, the living word of God, who cuts all the way down to the joint and marrow, mm-hmm. right down to the attitudes, it says, of our heart, uh, needs to be applied to our lives on a frequent basis. Yes. Uh, and so how that, how, how I found to do that is just to simply uh, find a pattern of scriptures. Uh, they're lined out. We have what we call a life journal in our church. And there's a pattern of scriptures that are lined out and that uh, you would take a few of those scriptures, read them, and then you're really coming with the concept, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today yeah. through this, not for information to give to someone else, which is easy in my occupation and in yours. But what are you saying to me? What are you wanting to uh, encourage, convict, challenge, uh, build up, strengthen, uh, bring attention? And I call it the Pillsbury Doughboy. You know, the Holy Spirit sort of pokes you. And he pokes, he challenges, he gives you a question. And it's something that I can apply to my walk, my life. And really the discipline is it's not for someone else. It's not for my wife, Jenny. It's not for really Mike. It's about what he's saying to me for Mark's life. And that cuts to the core of my spirit and I find brings health. It removes the mm-hmm. the the fat. It removes the, the, the areas that would actually cause conflict in my life and produce... It produces fruit. So it's the Holy Spirit through the Word speaking to me. So I did my devotions this morning. Uh, it was in Proverbs, and the recommendation was from the Word that just sort of got my attention was that the Scripture in Proverbs nine fourteen, where it says that uh, the Lord is the one that brings an understanding wife. And that really spoke to me, that it's the Lord that has really brought me, or it is the Lord's relationship with my wife, Jenny, and my wife's relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord that brings about an understanding in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't control that. I can't make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he brings it. The scripture was he brings an understanding. So that just encouraged me to encourage my wife. Uh, but it is true um, the Bible, the Word of God, the living Word, mm-hmm. speaking to the very core of my existence, changes my mindset, renews my spirit and mind, and propels me forward, I believe, in in strength. Amen. And I need that. I, I think we all need it. The, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was in California with some friends, and, and we were playing um, golf during the day and cards at night, and we were, it was just going yeah. from one thing to another, and I was outside when uh, just before dinner, I thought, if I'm going to have any time alone with the Lord now, i got to grab it right now. So I went outside on my friend's back deck and opened my Bible, and I was reading in Psalms. And in Psalm 37, verse 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
And, you know, I just kept right on reading, and then I realized I'm not going to get anything better than that. <laughs> you know, I better go yeah. back to that and let that speak to me because yeah. that, that's really what it is for me. Oftentimes it's something is highlighted, subtly highlighted, mm-hmm. something there, there's like there's a nugget here. And, and I realized for me I have a hard time being still, and the Lord was saying just be mm-hmm. still. And then waiting patiently for him means that he's actually going to show up, mm. but you have to be patient mm. because he doesn't show up That's when good. you thought he was going to show up yeah. or when, whenever your deadline is. Yeah. And um, that's oftentimes how the Holy Spirit works. Yeah. Um, he will show up, but we need to wait patiently. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a little antsy, you know, especially when our during our worship services or whatever. I don't like pauses yeah. most of the time. Yeah. I don't like musicians fooling around with their guitars. Let's come Dead on. Air. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But it's been a um it's been an important thing for me to wait patiently yeah. for him because what is the most important thing? It isn't whether the song was in perfect harmony. It isn't whether the sermon is in mm-hmm. perfect order. It's when the Lord shows up and people encounter the Lord that's what they remember yeah, forever. Yeah. And see, I think that can happen. I truly believe that can happen on a daily basis because that's his desire as a, a father to speak to his kids. It can happen on a daily basis where he would impart something of hope, value, challenge, even even conviction. Yeah. But those are all for our benefit, and it sustains, it strengthens. It's a relationship. He is speaking to us. And he's given us the word, the living word of God, breathed by the spirit in its authenticity, you know, really, yeah. and then available to us. And so I, uh, we, we at the Springs, we just challenge, I, I'm sure the people at the Springs get tired of Pastor Mark every so often, every quarter or something saying, hey, listen, be in the word, but let's not go to the Bible to study it as much as we're letting it speak and study our heart, open our lives. And That's really one of your themes, isn't it? It really is, yes, very much so. Yeah, because that is being a disciple, mm-hmm. is I'm listening and learning, and I have a relationship. I have a friendship, which is a miracle. Yeah. It is a miracle. Uh, no longer do I call you servants, I call you friends. Because why? I'm abiding in the vine. I'm in relationship with him, and thus I will bear much fruit. So I would say that's been some of our issue in Western Christian American culture. Mm-hmm. We need to abide more so we'll produce more fruit that looks and tastes like him. And uh, I think we've got fruit out there, but I don't know if it tastes and looks like Jesus as much as he would desire. Yeah. But it comes back to plugging in and just listening, waiting patiently, receiving from him. And it doesn't have to, it's not rocket science kind of cataclysmic uh, concepts. Yeah. It's the whisper of the Spirit in moments. Some days it's just simple insight, and other days, oh, I got that was really good. But most of the time, it's just the faithful, abiding presence of the Spirit speaking into my heart through the Word. Amen and amen. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, so so I I agree when when it comes to studying the Bible. What I recommend to people is set yourself a pattern. Set a discipline, read a couple of chapters a day minimum or whatever it's going to be, but pause when the Spirit is speaking to you and take it in because that is your daily bread, really. It really is. is. 
the man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God is speaking. He is a living God, and he speaks to us, and he prompts us. And that's what can make the Christian life exciting. It is. A lot of people are bored with it because they're not willing to take a risk. They're, They're expecting something to be more dramatic when in reality, most of the time, God moves in a very subtle kind mm-hmm. of way, as you said, the, mm-hmm. the gentle whisper of the Spirit. Well, and it's it's one whisper on top of another on another, and you put five, ten of those together, and you've had fairly dramatic movement. Right. You just don't recognize it. There has been an, a step or a risk involved. Mm-hmm. But he is so uh, concerned, I think, and, and, and uh, passionate for our success that he does it in a way that is really going to bring success. He really wants us to find grace and benefit in our relationship with him. Amen. He's all for that. Now, Mark, you've gone through some difficult times, too. A number of years ago, you went through a major health crisis, and I know many of our listeners have experienced crises. And how did you come to grips with the fact that God hadn't left you or forsaken you in the midst of a health challenge? That's a good question, Mark, and it is true. Yeah, it was an, uh, a little over 12 years ago, I went through a, uh, found a parotid tumor after being misdiagnosed. Uh, and then that connected way back to when I was seven years old. So two tumors over a number of years span. But recently, the most recent one, about 12 years ago, uh, it challenged because uh, by doing the operation, all of the nerves on the right side, that right hemisphere of my face, had to be cut the nerve ending was cut, and all of the the motion, the feeling, the uh, the expression. Elastic, expression, elasticity of the of the nerves on the right side of my just fell completely. And the doctor was apologetic, but said, "You'll get that back in six months, or you might not at all." Oh man, that was scary. And huh? that was scary. That rack that rocks your world a little bit. And Gives you a radio face. Yes, exactly. That's what I've said. You know, a radio face. Uh, and I wish I had your radio voice. So uh, it was uh, it was a challenge. Uh, and I remember um, in that process, uh, really sort of trying to find some identity. I mean, really, you're you're sort of okay, how are you going to continue to do what you do and lead? And you mm-hmm. do lead visibly. Right. You lead in front of people as a pastor, as a leader. Mm-hmm. And so that was a challenge. The people's response, uh, the church-wise, was phenomenal. They really did extend grace. and uh, They showed how much they really they, loved they, you. They, huh? uh, they did, and the favor of God was there. And that that helped a great deal. And there's deal. almost no residual effect now, right? There's a little bit. I think I've lost, uh, I would think, maybe... 30, 40% of the expression ability. I, my smile is somewhat crooked now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but overall, what it did, that pain, that, okay, who am I define? Mm. How do I define myself? Is it exterior or is it truly interior that matters? Yeah. Yeah. And I was shaving one morning and my face had sort of fallen and I had gotten, received a number of different looks in the grocery store or a person with Bell's palsy will have yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of experience. I've, I've seen that this was this was actually just uh, the cutting of the nerve, so it continued. How long did it last? It lasted almost. That doctor was right, almost to the day, six months. Really? And for those six months, it was a challenge mm-hmm. to j- even to speak. I remember getting up soon after the the surgery, and uh, uh, I didn't 
rehearse the message, but in the message it said the I had the four fruits of the f- flesh. And that's how it came out. It came out with a fluff of the fleff. And we, uh, then the, the congregation did exactly what you did. We just laughing. laughed together. And that broke something. Yeah. But to find my identity was in Christ, not in what I thought was the external. It's, and that changes your experience. It's a good thing. Amen good. and amen. My guest is Mark Looning, pastor of the Springs Church in Chandler. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this interview when we come back from these messages. 